Hey, Adam. Yes. Do you know how to sing like Ray Charles? You know I do. Oh, let me hear a little bit. Nope. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. You why? know the night. Na- oh, sorry. Oh, I was no, going to go ahead. right into it. I was, I was about to say, go. why Why are you getting so shy? You were singing before we went on. And, you know, you're Man, busting out a little Ray Charles. Ray Charles gets me amped. Ray Charles was a master. I can't. Great pianist, keyboardist as well. Excellent pianist. You There's know. a video we shared a couple years ago on, I forget, I think it was our Open Studio Facebook oh, page. Oh, yeah. Of him playing a slow blues on a Rhodes that oh, is man. just like. Laying it down. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're not talking about, well, we're not talking about Ray Charles. Well, we kind of are, because the subject today is what makes a good vocalist, although he would be a great vocalist. Did you name this good vocalist on purpose as opposed to great? Are you trying to say something? Are you trying to say good, better, best? Are you trying to say average, good, and great? I wasn't really even thinking about it you like that. You weren't thinking about it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to leave it the same. This is from Suzanne in Taiwan. A premium member. Hey, Open Studio. Hello, Peter and Adam. This is Suzanne from Taiwan. First of all, thank you so much for this wonderful podcast. It's the only reason I use the podcast app on my phone. I was wondering if you could do one episode on vocalists in jazz. What what skills do instrumentalists expect from a vocalist? What makes a singer fun to work with? And what are some things that might put vocalists on your blacklist? Also, I would be really thrilled if you would be so kind as to throw in a couple of stories about your best or worst experiences working with vocalists. Thank you so much in advance. And please, try to include Taiwan as part of your next Asia tours so, you know, I can show you guys around and take you to all the best night markets on the island. (laughs) Thank you again, and I'll be listening. Good stuff, Suzanne. First of all, Suzanne, if you don't have your own podcast or do any kind of voiceover <laughs> or know. radio work, you really should. Suzanne is likely a vocalist, likely a jazz vocalist, and likely very good diction, very very radio-friendly Actually, voice, as we used to say. as soon as she started speaking, I was like, she's got to be a vocalist. Her voice is too yeah. good to not be Either a that or she did like 50 takes on as a speak pipe, you know, <laughs> and then she waited up. No, no, it sounds like she really nailed it. And interesting question. Thank you so much. Um, and I just want to first give a shout out to Apple for their useless app. I love that she's like, we're the only thing that she uses the app, for the the uh, podcast app for. That's awesome, though. Yeah. No, that's good. So, Have what, you played in Taiwan? I have played a couple times in Taiwan. And the last time, I'll give a quick just little story, because the last time I was supposed to go with Diane Reeves. No, was it? Yeah, it was with Diane Reeves. Um, this is the only time I've ever missed a gig in all these years. Uh, due to airplane travel or weather related, oh, like amazingly, a, a delayed flight. That's well, the only time. The only time I've never missed a gig because That's crazy. Of, even with like traveling on the day of the gig and That's act, impressive, man. Yeah, yeah. But there was a uh, big typhoon yeah. coming into Taiwan and I was supposed to fly to um I, I remember I got to Chicago and I was supposed to fly from Chicago to Tokyo. I'm about to get on the flight and they're like your flight from Tokyo to Taiwan when you get in is canceled and it's probably not going to be for like two days because there's a typhoon about to hit, even though it was like 20 hours before by the time I was going to get there, it was already canceled. So I just ended up going home and I couldn't get there. Um, and everybody else was there already. That was oh kind of bad. So they did do the gig, which was good. They did it, um, 
like trio. Yeah. Uh, Romero was playing, you know, guitar, piano, bass. So, but the couple times I went before, I had a really good time. But I've only been to Taipei. I haven't been all over the island, and uh, had a lot of fun. Some great food there. So yeah, I'd love to go back. Maybe we'll do a little. You'll hear it live. Asia tour. Oh, that would be fun. That would be that amazing. Would be nice. Tokyo. Hello, Let's little Bangkok. It. Little down, little down, Jakarta. Down. Hanoi. Hanoi. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Uh, well, Suzanne, thanks for the question. Uh, hey, if someone wanted to send us a question before we get into Suzanne's question, how would they do that? Well, I think you got to be premium member. Got to be a premium member. We hate to restrict it, but we were getting so many. Yep. And um, so yeah, but but it, you, you'll hear premium, super affordable. Sign up at you'll hear it.com and then you can send a speak pipe you get some other goodies some swag discounts the bonus episodes and and that kind of a thing um uh, we've been asked similar things about vocalists before about yeah. what makes a good vocalist and we both have experience supporting vocalists yes. throughout our careers uh, you've supported some amazing amazing vocalists yeah as have you, as have um, you. so I support some bad ones too as have you <laughs> yes <laughs> as, as have we all okay so you know, the first thing on this, just to kind of frame the discussion, and I like she was asking about like kind of what to expect with, what makes it fun to work with, best and worst experiences. Um, in general, I don't really look at vocalists, all jokes aside, as really any different than instrumentalists and other musicians. I think about vocalists first and foremost as musicians. The, the only thing that really makes it unique um, is that they're, the vocalist has their instrument is their body yep. is the inside of their you know as part of their body so other than that i kind of look at the same the other side of it i guess is that oftentimes the vocalists are the leaders or making the most amount of money and the stars not yeah. that we're bitter about that we're not i do think there is a difference when i when i stop and reflect on it in the role it's i i was heather oh use they, they use words too sorry yeah they have that. they have language yeah. and that connects with people i think in a way that is di- it's not better or more connective. It's just a different way to connect with people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think they do serve a special role, which is why sometimes they can get away with maybe not being on the same level musically. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, even though all the good ones are. Yeah. Care for the care, care no, for no, no, the no. big buddy. <laughs> We've all we all know the vocalist who's not who maybe isn't up yeah. to, to the par with the rest of the band as far as like understanding what's happening in the music. But if they can sell. A lyric, if they yeah. can, you know, if they I have. I think them. that's actually okay, though. It's like special. It's fine too. It's just. Well, yeah. I was talking to Heather. She was asking me about what is a long snapper in the NFL, and I said it's a very specialized position yeah. of someone. He's got to be a big guy because he's got linemen coming at him, and he's got to be able to snap it about fifteen yards, which is a long way, and it's right. got to be accurate every time. Yep. Uh, and it's a specialized position. Like usually, there's that's his his only role is the long snapper. Right. Plus, he has to be able to sit on the bench for like thirty minutes at a time, yeah, doing nothing. Well, but seriously, and then come out and do the perfect. You, snap you're like the trumpet player in the orchestra right exactly. you go sit there for 30 minutes and they hit a high c out of nowhere exactly, right exactly yeah uh, and so i think a vocalist is a little bit like that and like it's such a specialized position and it's so different than anything else that yes they are musicians and should be held accountable for for the music like anything else but yeah. it's not necessary necessarily for them to know exactly the same amount about harmony that we know well and it's like and really every instrument has its sort of idiosyncrasies and and blinder spots like that. For and sure. even pianists, even though we always like to joke and be like, we're the most complete. And oftentimes we do kind of have the most sort of inside tennis understanding of what's going on. But if you think about it, like, look, most pianists do not actually know the lyrics as well as the vocalist. Of course not. And be able to interpret them. And we don't really have to. Of course, it helps 
if we do and yeah. it's an enhancement and I like to really pride myself on knowing the song because if I'm an accompanist but I can't do it like the vocalist yeah. and it's not my job that's his or her job to do that so we're working together so I think we should go easy that, that's what makes it fun to work with I mean, if when a, people know their roles when a vocalist comes with to me with with a chart of like awesome reharmonization that they did and understands yeah. like the inner workings of harmony I'm like oh this is amazing but yeah. that's not necessarily I, I don't think like Leave that to a, us. There's a little bit of that, right? A little bit. Yeah. And that's not really essential to their job in the same yeah. way that, I mean, I really should know the story and the lyrics, but my ability to sell them with my own voice is not, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's not as important as, as obviously theirs is. And even like, you know, Shirley Horn, I got a chance one time to play one tune with her. Um, and she, you know, she's one of those vocalists they really understand because she was such a great pianist. Yeah. She really understood, but she did not like go into, well, you know, because sometimes singers are really like trying to give you too much musical direction that they just don't need to know and, or they don't need to tell you their thoughts on. Yeah. She didn't do that at all. She was just like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And so I think everyone can kind of just take a breath and really, the more you understand your roles, understanding these other things enhances things. For sure. Just like if you're a pianist and you know like specific things about the drums and Absolutely. can even play a little bit, that's great, but you don't necessarily have to do that. I don't need to play like Elvin Jones, but right. I, I should understand the the technical aspects of the drums and the role that they play. You should know how to play with, as opposed yeah, to playing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And well, I think so, that's, that's the thing with the vocalist too, right? Yeah. And that's not to say that there shouldn't be any musical knowledge. I actually think there needs to be yeah. quite a high level from the vocalists um, as far as, there's a, there's a few things that they really have to know for yeah. me. They have to know about time signatures. Yeah. They have to know about forms. Yeah. They have to know about things like their keys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You yeah. have to know that stuff. Yeah, that's the, the professionalism kind of stuff. For sure. But I think a lot of the things that we uh, we let kind of shift down to, to to not having the importance that they should as part of musicianship, singers actually, good singers, are really good about knowing, like, intonation. Yep. I mean, like, how much more about music, time, like, these things are so important. And great singers have the, the best sense of intonation. For sure. And the best control over that. So, I mean, a lot of times vocalists are put in a position, and shame on us as especially pianists for doing that, being know-it-alls and stuff and making vocalists feel like, oh, I don't, and, and they don't have an instrument to sit down or to interact with. So it's like, oh, I don't know enough about this. But these things are just as important as understanding what you call a specific voicing or chord yeah. or whatever to be able to name nail intonation to be able to really nail the time to make those adjustments to play without rushing and you know like good musicianship i think is something that good vo good vocalists are have the most natural feeling for because that's the original instrument you know yeah. that we all have you know if you can be a great musician as a singer you can learn any instrument and that musicianship can transfer there it's so true, man. Yeah. Uh, and I think <clears throat> another basic skill a singer can have is understanding intervals. That's just helpful yeah. about communicating to the other members of your band. Understanding the difference between major chords, minor chords, dominant chords, diminished chords, augmented chords. That's yeah. a very easy thing to pick up. Exactly. It, it just takes a little bit of time. Um, but if you're a singer and you don't know that, if you're a vocalist and you don't understand those concepts of a major seven chord or a minor seven chord... You know, learn a little basic piano. Yeah, and, and that's the easiest way. You'll be able, if, if anything, it just makes your, your life easier as far as communicating what you want from the band. And when the band tries to communicate with you, you'll, you'll know what they're talking about. Yeah, and about. you can pick up a lot of that sometimes just by asking. I mean, I've had good singers that are just like, what was that chord you just played? Yeah. And like, they can hear it, yeah. but they want to know the name of it so they can communicate it at, at some particular time, you know? That's great advice. Um, I mean, of course, if you can play stuff and sing stuff, and you know, a lot of singers have really good ears, they're yeah. good ones. So, you know, 
if you can do stuff by ear, that's great. But yeah, you want to get into a thing where you can communicate it. Um, but mainly, I think as you're singing, just like a horn. That's what I'm saying. Like so many, these are differences, but and unique things. But I always come back to like you. You notice the difference between singers and horn players or other musicians more when the level's lower, to tell you sure, the truth. For sure. When it's a really good vocalist, it's just like working with any other great Agreed. musician. Agreed. It's fun, you're playing, and you know, to the thing of what when, what makes it fun to work with for a singer, it's the same thing. They listen. Yeah. yeah. They, you know, first of all, they sound good. They're okay. a musician on stage. Yeah. Yep. Now let's talk about this. Now, the instrument is important. Sound is important. More so than anything, because you can't go trade it out. You can't say, oh, they didn't have a good piano tonight, or my saxophone's in the shop, so I had to play this piece of crap. You have the instrument that you have. You obviously develop that to its fullest. Not every Everybody has an Ella Fitzgerald so, voice. No, I'm so disappointed that I don't have a Ray Charles instrument. No, but but I mean, I also <clears> think that like the instrument, and I've been around some singers with great instruments, like what they do with it is still more than the actual instrument. Of course. I mean, just like somebody who's like a Who a owns a fascioli. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Or, or like, but I mean, because it's their bodies, it's like, yeah. it's even more like you can't just be rich and go buy a, gr- a, a good vocal. Sure. But it's like, you'll see, say like a marathon runner and what their physique is. It's very easy to be like, oh, look at him. Of course he's yeah. a great runner. He's built for this. Right. And it's like, you know how many like, you know, five foot seven skinny, but muscular guys with no fat, they can't even run, run one mile. So it's not just yeah. it's like what do you do with it yeah you have an advantage because you have a beautiful voice a natural voice you know just like Suzanne has the radio voice but it's like can you put together a coherent sentence of good ideas if you can't do that it doesn't matter what kind of great voice you have agreed let's talk about some things that we can learn from vocalists I feel like because of the stigma of vocalists not being up to like a musician's standard yeah. or whatever that we tend to enforce our will musically right. on it but Oftentimes, that's not the best idea because there are things like phrasing yeah. that vocalists just naturally, yeah. good vocalists just naturally are masters of yep. that we can learn a lot from with yep. our plucking our fingers down at every eighth note we possibly can. And never can. stopping yeah. endless for, phrases with no sure. breath. Yeah. No, but like there's, there's a way that a, a vocalist can turn a melody, a phrase a melody, or make a little melodic turn that I would never approach in my scale on chord, you yeah. know, kind of, yeah. that is completely enlightening and will completely change the way you play. I mean, oh, it's, absolutely. It's really absolutely. awesome. No, I learned a bunch of, um, I went through a period of, I mean, I learned several vocal solos and, and you know, transcribed stuff and learned it by ear. That really helped me. Yeah. Um, other things you can learn from vocalists, how to make more money than anybody else on stage. That's, a That's useful an important skill. Very, very kind of a financial skill. skill. Useful, useful how to skill. stay in better hotels than no, the band. Know, I'll tell you what's something I learned. <laughs> Big and shout I, out to Ray Charles. <laughs> no. Something I learned and I kind of put in practice occasionally is yeah. when we had Diane Reeves here for her awesome vocal course yeah. called Define Your Voice, by the way, available at openstudiojazz.com. Yeah. Ding. Um, she was... She was talking about the importance of the lyrics and knowing mm. the story and yeah. sort of so relaying that story mm. just by being able to say it. And so sometimes when I'm soloing, and I remember starting to kind of do this r- around the time that I, I saw her say that and it, how effective it was. When I'm soloing, I'll think about the mood I'm trying to create mm. and I'll actually think about trying to project it in a way like a vocalist would with a lyric. You know yeah. what I mean? Where you're actually kind of acting out. Yeah. With your eyes or with your emotions, there, with your body acting. language, yep. you know yep. what I mean? Like I was trying to like really invoke what, whether that was like tension or whatever, I would kind of like add that with my physical presence yeah. in the same way a vocalist would if they were talking about love or if it was joy. I was actually trying to think of yeah. what does joyful look like on this piano right now. You've been acting at your gigs like much more of a thespian, I've noticed on stage, man. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but it really, really helped. First of all, 
I noticed that I got a lot more applause after my solos, which was interesting. <laughs> wow. So this is how like, you get house. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> this is why they make more money than us. <laughs> I think so. No, it was connect- market economy. Somewhat. Yeah. It was connecting with people, yeah. even if they didn't know what I was doing. or was I mean, Some people were probably like, what the hell is that guy doing? Well, no, but I think that vocalists, again, good vocalists, have, excuse me, almost I would say an advantage in that. But it's a responsibility, like that they are when they are singing. And Diane Reese has talked. I've, I've talked with her about this. Like when they sing, a, do it, play a like we'll play a song even if it has lyrics, and we don't really think about the lyrics, or maybe we do somewhat. But when they're singing it with their voice, they have like this responsibility because she'll talk about like I don't know if I want to do that song, and it's not. It's sometimes it's acting. It's not about what you're singing. You have to be experiencing at that time, yeah. but you have to connect with it somewhat. And she's very particular about that. It's like, I don't know if I want to portray that, like considering what I'm singing before that and after, because right. I'll be like, oh, this will be a good tune to do in the set. And I'm thinking of like the sound, the, vibe. the sound, yeah, of it, yeah. you know, she's, she's thinking like, of the, the she's story, thinking of the, lyric, and the, but the story emotion. and based upon what happened before that. And after that, we could and really use a shot could of that. Use that, a little, little shot of that. For sure. man. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, I felt like I stepped on you a little bit there. Sorry. No, no, that's good. Sorry, man. sorry, buddy. I can feel we're getting towards. I can tell when someone's going into the natural flow of the end of the episode. You know. Oh, what about best or worst experiences? Suzanne asked about that. Oh I mean, gosh. I don't know if we can talk about those. All right. So, uh, best experiences yeah, was actually. Oh, you're going to do a best and I'll do a worst. That'll be yeah, fair. Yeah. I'll <laughs> just talk about what it's like, what, what it looks like to have a really great experience with a vocalist. And I think it's more towards what you were saying. Um, first of all, when I have a really great experience with a vocalist, the vocalist is usually very clear about what they want. Mm-hmm. Clear is kind, my friend. Clear is kind. So that they're very confident about clear like... Clear is kind? Clear is kind. Kind. Being clear is kind to the person you're being clear to. Never heard that. It's an equivalency. Okay. Did you, you just make that up? No. Okay. You're hearing that a lot more. But I, I'm afraid of that. <laughs> no, but but that clarity is... Uh, <laughs> that clarity is actually is, is so uh, good for the confidence of the band. If they're yeah. like, where do I come in? Where do I... Right. You know, yeah. then you're like... Clear. Here. You know what I mean? But if they're like, here... And it, that's the kind of thing when it's done right, you don't even notice it. It's just natural. When it's totally. done wrong, like if it's overdone, yeah. Ooh, okay. So this is good. So I'll take it to the worst experience. It's not the worst, you know. The worst experience would be to be murdered by the vocalist on stage. Obviously, it doesn't get any worse than that, right? <laughs> so we're not gonna go there. No, but 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 we've been in. I've been in situations where the vocalist is like so, uh, you know, so demonstrative about what they want you to do. And like, kind of feeling like they have to be the traffic cop at the front. Do this, do that. Yeah, yeah. That it messes with the flow of the music. And then, luckily, it hasn't happened a lot for me. And it's not that different or any different at all when a horn play. That's more about like they're standing in the front yeah. and feel like okay, I have to have a certain authority and demonstrate it to the audience. When really the authority is like the flow that you have with everybody to the audience as a whole within the music. Like yeah. the music is controlling these. You may be the leader and the one cueing things, but don't over cue it and make it about you. And that can be really hard to play with. I've only been there a couple times. I leave those kind of situations. I'm just like, life's too short. There's too many good singers to work with. Man, I had a, uh, uh, my good experience, I'll, uh, I'll throw in another one there of, um, do you know the singer Deborah Brown? She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Deborah Brown out of Kansas City. She came to a trio gig last week at the Thurman's with mm-hmm. me and Montez and Bob. And, you know, she's hearing what we do, which is like a lot of originals and like pop covers of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like modern pop songs, whatever. And she's kind of a straight ahead singer. So we called her up to, to sit in and nice. I thought she would call something. And she called Take like, the A-train. she called James by Pat Metheny. And then she's like, or I can just sing over one of whatever you guys want to do. I want to fit in with you. It's nice. kind of like the vibe. That's and she didn't have to be that move, way because she's move. like, she's terrific. And she, yeah. she could have commanded that, but she didn't. I thought it was like yeah. that kind of like, but, but I think as a singer, like, 
that kind of openness to the other musicians. Yeah. To being, because you've, I've heard you say this about Diane. She doesn't say you're her backing band. No. She, like, she wants to be in the band. She wants to yeah. be in the band. She wants to have a band to be part oh, of it. That's crucial. So, one of my best experiences, I'm just thinking too, was a wonderful vocalist, Jermaine Basil in New Orleans, who was really one of my teachers um, coming up there. She had a group. I, I mean, we would work somewhat regularly, regularly. And it was actually where we really honed that original trio, Brian Blake, Chris Thomas, and myself, yeah, yeah. before we played with Josh Redman. It was Jermaine Basil and Victor Gowen's saxophonist. And she, Jermaine was like, I literally learned how to swing just playing with her. And she never told me, do this, do that. And I had worked with Betty Carter before. That. Well, that's another great, That's that could be a whole other yeah. thing. You know, I mean, I learned so much from her. Legend. But, I mean, you know, really vocalists are, are really big leaders in this music so i always although i've had a few bad experiences here or there i just associate these wonderful experiences from you know the blessing of being able to work with somebody like betty carter jermaine basil diane reeves john Hendricks got to play with him i mean he was a master of shirley horn you know such 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 great leaders musically for this music and then ambassadors truly to the to the crowd because they are the crowd favorites and they're the ones that can really connect in it in, in the most direct way love it um, all right. Well, Thank you, Suzanne, for the question. That's a great question. That was a great question. We enjoy that. We hope everybody's enjoying. We're kind of turning the corner into September 2020. What? Yeah, that's how we roll. The kids are back in school. Oh, man. Your kids are in school? Yeah. One of, some of mine, one of mine's in school. The other's about to be. That's, it's that time. Of, it's that time of the No, it's not that time of the year. But it's this time of the year. The leaves are falling. Not yet. But they will be. Right? Soon soon you're getting you're getting super poetic yeah, on us all I mean, this like, is a segue because we always say this until are you we like say, an autumn kind of guy I, I like autumn i like autumn spring well. is in the air yeah. fall yeah. is in the air something's in the air <laughs> hump day <laughs> you'll hear it <laughs> <laughs>